Hello and welcome to That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. Today we continue our special, semi-regular, irregular feature cast we like to call Notebook with Missing Page. This is where we delve into the more conspiratorial or strange or offbeat lore fan, fan theories, lore fan, lore... No, just no, fuck. Uh, if you Same hadn't words. gone, if you hadn't gone back, I would have noticed it. Lore fan, uh, lore fan, uh, lore fan, like, lore. Right, hang on, let me finish it. Offbeat lore or fan theories that plague the gamer sphere. Right, okay. I said my piece. We've done our thing. We good? Lore fan. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> right, fine. My name is. Oh God, I'm not even. I'm the guy that gets the coffee this week, Richie. And with me, as always, is Agent Farley, a.k.a. Kunzi11. Do you believe (laughs) in life after love? (laughs) Um, And tell us, Farley, where else can we be found? You can find our clandestine writings and photographings and recordings at... That guy is a maniac across the following socials www.thatguys.co.uk, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Nava One, Twitter. So the usuals. The usuals. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Cool. So, yeah. For those of you who missed our part one, which is episode what, Farley? Oh god, it's in the other part of my book. Hang on. Vamp, vamp for time, vamp for time. Um, um, <laughs> episode 40. Episode... <laughs> <laughs> Feel something inside me say. Episode 40. Episode 40. <laughs> also called Notebook with Missing Page. Alright, cool. That's handy. Handy for our, for our listeners. So if you missed the first one of our irregular semi-regular conspiratorial ramblings um we're continuing on today and we're going to be talking about a couple of games um and yeah we're just going to talk about some of the weird strange things that the fans have talked about or they've made up their own little weird um fan fictions for so last week we spoke about final fantasy 8 and that was the theory that Squall is dead, which is a theory we all really want. And uh, what was it you talked about, Farley? The Pokemon multiverse? Uh, yeah, the, the interdimensional cross-time happenings of the Pokemon game series. Cool. And why don't you kick us off today, Farley, with what you're going to be blathering on about? Okay, yes. Uh, as you said, in this series, we like to uh, look at the intersection of where um, fanatic bands hit shitty video game writing uh, and spin off um, theories and obsess over canonicity uh, in sometimes in ways that the original um, uh, creators, producers, developers of games uh, way more effort into the care they put into it. And this week uh, I wanted to talk about very uh, obscure Japanese game probably most people have not played it you can only play it on import um, series in fact which and that series is Resident Evil 
Oh, I think uh, there's, there's some people that do some blogs around that um, <laughs> <laughs> that series. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, a particularly obscure uh, quirky series of games. But yeah, in actually this is this is timely uh, because um, in the teaser trailers for Resident Evil Eight, the Village, or however that's going to be titled, um, they reveal something that has got uh, the uh, Resident Evil fans um, going crazy again over... Is it the great big tall lady? No, it's not the tall big titted vampire lady. Um, It's uh, a character that you see in the trailer. Um, And I guess Resident Evil is slightly different in that there isn't really a... To the the games we've talked about before, because there isn't really... um, you know, uh, some kind of dark hidden subtext uh, within the Resident Evil games and their overarching storyline. It's more the frustrating but sometimes wonderful way in which um, the various curators of the series, it's clear they just don't give a shit about <laughs> the canon of Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's just, like, <laughs> just right. Where are we going to set this gate? All right, okay. Um, and what were the previous things? Was viruses? No, we're not going to bother viruses. We're going to call it parasites. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, and so there's a lot. Um, I mean, you know, it it it's somewhat. If, if you're looking back, and I don't, you know, there's probably. Young kids who haven't grown up with Resident Evil. Um, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, this Resident Evil series, you know, when six came out when I was growing up. I'm going to go right back to the beginning. I think you'd be really surprised that, you know, that that game, the original Resident Evil, um, <laughs> spawned <laughs> tens of different games uh, and is, uh, you know, one of those ones that's up there in terms of uh, visibility and, and uh, games that, that people really love and enjoy, um, as we do. Um, so yeah, it's kind of surprising, uh, and it must have been a confluence of when it came out and that this game has been so successful and turned into a successful series. Um, and part of the interesting thing about the storyline, I guess, is that it has been retold and remixed so yes. many times. Um, so just looking at the uh, original Resident Evil, for example, um, and not not including ports because these have been ported everywhere. We have the original Resident Evil, then we have the Resident Evil Director's Cut, then we have Director's Cut Dual Shock version, um, <laughs> which is the one, uh, the one with the famously weird soundtrack. I don't know if you've ever come across that. They, I, I think I have the Dual Shock okay. version. They <laughs> they read for whatever reason they redid the soundtrack, and there's an interesting story behind the guy who was supposed to have composed it, um, and he was supposed to be deaf. But then it turned out he wasn't deaf, and somebody else goes wrote it, wrote it. Anyway, um, what you know, dig up a let's play, or, or in fact, if you have it, just play it. Uh, you know, but you know that kind of really atmospheric music in the mansion. You've got the kind of yeah. type noises as you're walking through, really kind of yeah. heightens the tension. In director's cut, Jewel Shock, it is replaced by just completely out of place. Um, like trumpets uh yeah and yeah com- com- completely uh any kind of atmosphere killing anyway it, interesting but so that's why i kind of you know would include that as a as not just a port then you've got the resident evil one remake um for the game initially yeah for the game initially 
I think there were some slight differences in between different versions and updated versions after that. Um, then, of course, they retail the whole... Uh, parts of the whole series through uh, some of the Gun Survivor games. Um, so Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles is yet another version of the Resident Evil remake as you, as you play through those. Uh, and from the off, I think, with Resident Evil, um, because the story is told through so many different ways, um, there has never been a, a canon. Right? So between Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2, um, if you took, uh, I guess, Resident Evil 2, 3, 4, etc. So the Resident Evil 1 incident, uh, Star's yeah. team goes in, um, gets split up, killed, etc. Uh, Rebecca has a hell of an evening. Uh, then the other team comes in uh, and finds some of the remaining Stars members, etc. Um, in the games following that, the, the kind of canon ending to Resident Evil 1 should be that Jill, Chris, Barry, Rebecca and Wesker survived. Right, Those all feature in uh, later games and um, the CG films, etc. But you cannot get that ending in Resident Evil. Oh yeah, because what? Hmm. <laughs> um, and it, it, it kind of covers some of the territory that we talked about uh, before. Um, so uh, Resident Evil has played with having things like A games and B games. Um, and so, you know, you could argue is Leon A canon? Is Claire A canon? Um, but yeah, so, so off the bat, we're on, we're on the bad foot because uh, the the kind of in-game canon is, a, is an ending you cannot achieve by playing Resident Evil. Um, or, you know, even if you stretch the imagination as to, oh, well, these characters must have escaped. Or, yeah, yeah, or, like Barry and Wesker, maybe they, they, they floated off somewhere by themselves, you know? Yeah, but you can't you know. get out of the mansion uh, Yeah, with all of them. Um, or you don't see all of them uh, kind of escape. Yeah, so, you don't see all of them. But, like, Barry, like, you could do the whole saving Chris. Oh, but then you don't know what happens to Rebecca. Yeah, you can never get Rebecca and Jill together. Why not? If you do the game with Chris, you can save Chris and Jill. Eh, sorry, Jill <laughs> and Rebecca. Jill and Rebecca. Oh, and then you could just imagine that Barry and Wesker did their own thing. I mean, Wesker... <laughs> I know. <don't What>? Well, <laughs> Wesker's like, oh, I know you You turned your back on me, but I'll give you a lift in my... Uh, yeah, I'll take you home to your, your wife and daughter. I'll start the whole blackmailing <laughs> thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll do a solid. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so off the, off the bat, we're off to a bad start. And that's before uh, the kind of retellings and the, and the remakes. Um, uh, and, you know, again, shout outs to the fan communities who, who pour over these details and, and the arbitrary committee of people who decide what isn't, what isn't canon. Um, with Resident Evil, it's particularly tricky to try and work out what the true path might be, which is why the, the Resident Evil Village trailer uh, kind of confirms a canonicity of one of the endings of Seven. Um, but across various Resident Evil games, you've got things like whole A and B campaigns and scenarios where you, where you play the same game through completely different perspectives, but with different choices, different characters. Yeah, uh, one famous. Yeah, in the on. A scenarios, you get the uh, Mega Evolutions. 
but the B scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so actually, Leon and Claire, um, they hit that wall so hard, um, they actually split in two <laughs> different timelines. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> Desk A, desk A and Desk B, you know, straight up's got yeah. a lot to say for itself because uh, that split a whole universe, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also a third universe where they're already zombies, and uh, there's an unreleased sea game where a zombie Leon climbs into the back of that car, and you see him in the intro to uh, the original Resident Evil 2. But he, he manages to go back in time as well. Yeah, and changes clothes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not only have you <laughs> not only have you got A and B games there's also famously multiple endings good endings bad endings uh, silly endings uh, then you've got the remakes then you've got the reimaginings uh, then you've got the ports then you've got the mobile games AR games um, and then you've got crazy things so I never knew this so that there's um, I guess you've got the main series numbered Resident Evil games which also includes Code Veronica and the Revelations, which just randomly sit in the middle of those. <laughs> then there's a bunch of light gun games. Uh, then there's uh, they didn't do very well, shitty squad type shooter yeah, online calls. <laughs> games. Yeah, um, things like uh, Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, um, which is available on Steam. Resistance. Uh, yeah, there's a big old um, Capcom sale going on at the moment because of the Resident Evil 8 announcement. And I thought, oh, there's Operation Raccoon City. I didn't even know that people would still play that. Well, some people. Uh, I think the problem with Operation Raccoon City, uh, and this is, you know, nothing revelatory, revelatory here, because from the moment they announced it. Resident uh, Evil Revelations. <laughs> no, Resident, Resident Evil Revolutions. Operation Raccoon City. From the moment they announced it, everyone was like, why on earth uh, is Resident <laughs> Evil trying to compete with squad-based shooters, which is which is the, all the rage at the time. Um, <laughs> but the story mode in it, <laughs> you can... Uh, spoilers for Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City if you've just bought in the Steam sale, so please don't listen for the next minute. Uh, you can kill Leon and Claire. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a whole bit uh, where you get to choose to spare them and or save them. Then is that when Leon goes back in time and becomes a zombie? <laughs> this is the fourth dimension, Leon, uh, where... Um, <laughs> D scenario. Also... <laughs> D scenario. No, D scenario is very different and X-rated. Yeah, e scenario. I, I heard myself say it. Yeah, D yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah, go there. Yeah. Um, no. E scenario is where... Uh, in the background of Resident Evil 2, there are there are, is a mediocre squad-based shooter happening across Raccoon City. <laughs> in, in the in the background, at the same time, and this is I'll, I'll come on to it. I'll come to it. Um, uh, so yeah, the, the light gun games, which which for the most part are kind of their own thing or set on an island. Um, but uh, an interesting thing about Gun Survivor 2 Code Veronica um, that I found out whilst researching this. Uh, is that that whole game? Yeah, <laughs> I might have mentioned it on the podcast. I didn't. And that whole game is a uh, Claire's dream. Oh, as she's in the plane <laughs> with Steve at the end of um, the end of Code Veronica, uh, and the fans say, "Well, that's canon. That's harmful canon. Uh, harmless canon." Um, so yeah, the game is canon. 
but it's canon as Claire's dream. Yeah, but, but is Claire being rescued canon? Oh, it depends. Uh, also, yeah. I think you find out that it's a dream in a file that's in the game, um, which is strange because then there's a file about the dream inside the dream. Who knows? Let's not think about Gun Survivor too, uh, too yeah. hard. Uh, but one of the <laughs> one of the things. So after Resident Evil One, which you've got the mansion going on, uh, then we've got Resident Evil Two, where we go to Raccoon City, which I think is a video game setting that both you and I love and adore. Um, uh, and that's one of the wonderful things about the game is you get to see different parts of Raccoon City. But because subsequent games have taken part there or or been remade there. Um, you've actually got a sh you end up with a shitload of stuff happening <laughs> in Raccoon City at the same time, um, including I was I was trying to count it up, including like at some point you've got six different viruses going around, um, <laughs> <laughs> depending on uh, with the canon you believe in terms of who's infected with what and who's caused what else. Do you know what this sounds like? This sounds like um, in Avengers when they finally clock on. Oh wait a minute. Three of the stones are in New York at exactly the yeah. same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if, if Hunk had his act together, he could have he could have filled multiple suitcases <laughs> with, yeah. with different viruses. Because uh, you got William Birkin running around, you've got the Nemesis Project running around, you've got um, uh, Wesker running around. He's got some mystery virus injected into him at the same time, um, uh, as well as various strains of the T virus. It turns out. Um, uh, to create all the different uh, all the different animals <laughs> animals or the different enemies um going back slightly sorry i skipped something uh with the various retellings of uh uh resident evil you've got paul <laughs> like i can't remember his surname you know richard who throws himself in front of the snake oh yeah to save uh to save rebecca yeah and That's, then Jill. Yeah. So he, so there's a uh, there's a reading of that night where he's just throwing himself in front of snakes all night long. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's in the remake that he in the remake he gets gets bitten trying to save Rebecca, and then Claire uh, Jill comes along, and then he also throws himself in front of the snake um, to to save himself from Jill. <laughs> Um, so poor old... Was it not Enrique? No, Enrique's all the way. <laughs> this is so boring if you don't know Resident Evil. Enrique's in the out in the back in the garden house, right in the bottom. Yeah, but oh, was it the spider then that got him? Did he not like? No, he gets shot by Wesker or Barry. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Spoilers. Never mind. Yeah. Spoilers for half the versions of Resident Evil. One. Yeah, by the way, uh, Barry's working for Wesker. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for that 20-year-old game. Yeah, yeah, that you've had more than enough opportunities to play. 25-year-old <laughs> game. Fuck um, <laughs> Then, uh, they obviously hit success with the first Resident Evil and then made no effort to change it up at all. So just, just in terms, you know, we've got Umbrella, um, Inc., which eventually uh, disappears. You've got Blue Umbrella, which is made up of the remnants of Umbrella. You've got Tricell. You've got the organization and the connections. So these are all the 
shady, dark, mysterious uh, type companies. Then you've got the Stars, the BSSA, BSAA, the FBC, Blue Umbrella. Oh, and I forgot to say, this week's episode of the podcast is sponsored by TerraSave. Oh, shit. That's my fault. Entirely my <laughs> fault for not giving you that. <laughs> TerraSave oh. is a, a NGO human rights agency, uh, and this is literally their logo. TerraSave, because tear doesn't have to end with wrist. Uh, as in tear or wrist? Wrist. <laughs> it's at the beginning of Revelations 2. Watch the intro to the Revelations 2. Um, uh, it's hilarious. I forget how it starts every time, and uh, it makes me chuckle all the time. But, yeah. <laughs> so thanks, TerraSave, for sponsoring yeah, the podcast. Yeah, cheers, TerraSave. Um... <laughs> So you just got these, you know, ridiculous goodie organizations with um, uh, acronyms, uh, and then you've got the baddie organizations, in, which are just called the organization and the connections at various points in the story. So weird sub thing to this. I knew that there's actually a funny moment in. Do you, do you know that gacha game that I play? Uh, cross zone, cross boring. <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> you know, Ben. <laughs> it's not even a fucking gacha game. That's what it kills me so much. But yeah, Project Cross Zone 2. There is uh, a point where Jill and Chris are one of the team members that you meet up with, and Nemesis meets up with them. And he's like, Stars! Q getting fucking Nemesis back in again. Um, yeah. And, uh,. Then they're like, uh, yeah, we're not part of Stars, we're part of BSAA now. <laughs> and so you just see him going, BSAA, and like, it's like uh, on the screen, it's like, it's so weird. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good beats, good beats. Um, <laughs> um. As I mentioned, you've also got so many viruses, but not only have you got so many viruses, you've got so many people injecting themselves or accidentally uh, getting infected or injecting their, um, uh, what do you call it, conspiracy. Would you say there's also variants of the virus as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I started making a list and then I lost the will to live. So you, <laughs> you, you, you can't, you got the progenitor virus, which is the leeches. Then you've got the epsilon virus, which is uh, a T virus precursor. Um, and then this is <laughs> because of these reimaginings and and layering on to this fairly, you know, creaky story in the beginning. Um, you then end up with various. Uh, so you've got the epsilon strain of the T virus, I think. You've got T Phobos and T Abyss. Um, T Phobos is the one that triggers when you are afraid. The abyss is the one that makes you look like a sea creature. Uh, Uroboros, Los Plagas, you've got the E-Virus, you've got the Mold. I'm, um, I'm running out of the will to live here. <laughs> exactly. Which one is the one in Resident Evil 4 with the headbusters? Uh, Las Plagas. Las Plagas. And is that a virus or is it... Uh, I think it's a uh, virus born of a parasite, I think. Or... or virus modified parasites yeah okay you've also got t veronica <clears throat> yeah um uh and then of course there's the good old 
G virus, and then various uh, mysterious ones. And here's a small short list of people who have injected themselves with their own viruses or other viruses. Uh, so you've got Alexia, who... Alexia and... What's his name? Alfred? Alfred. Yeah. Who, who inject their dad with a virus uh, and kill him, and then she injects herself with a virus and goes away for 14 years. And you've got Marcus, who gets his, his dead body, gets a, his own virus in his mouth that revives him. Birkin injects himself with a G virus. Uh, Birkin injects Wesker with that mystery virus that gives him red eyes and punches you in the face really hard. Um, Jill ends up with a T virus, um, which is why weird things happen to her in Resident Evil 5 um, from the mansion incident. But she Sherry, also gets um, the virus in Resident Evil 3 as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. is it from 3? I think, yeah, it's from 3. that. Yeah, because yeah. she, she like gets knocked out for a little bit and... Yeah. What's his face? Mophead needs to go and get the um <laughs> I bought I bought the skin or yeah, I bought the skin. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle <laughs> Carlos's ridiculous hair. Um it, it was clear it, I don't know, there's something bad about it. It's like it clearly just didn't match his model. <laughs> um uh, then Sherry has the G right. She doesn't you don't it's supp- she's suppressed. All these people got suppressed viruses. And then various people get injected with the Uroboros virus. So yeah, kind of kind of silly. Um, and you think, you know, if you were in this, if you were in the biohazard um, <clears throat> bioweapon industry in this universe, you'd you'd be like, I'm I'm not going anywhere near my own creation because I know at some point, either in anger or frustration or because I'm dying, I'm going to end up injecting myself with the virus and then have that moment where I go. Oh, it's oh, it's powerful! So much power! And then tentacles and eyeballs start coming out of my arms. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, okay. And that's it. Oh, there's also the T. Cameron virus. The T. Cameron virus. Yeah. Is <clears throat> that where you do a coalition with T. Clegg? Politics. Um, <laughs> that's that's the that's the virus in the um, Resident Evil 4D Executor, uh, which is um, like a theme park ride where you know they blow steam in your face and rock your chair. Right. Okay. 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 And if you're infected with it, <clears throat> I think Dr. Cameron ends up injecting herself with it. Um, and then the power and eyeballs and tentacles. Uh, no, it gives you the power. It's basically like Mario's hat in Odyssey. All right, it gives you the power to take over other people's brains. Yeah, you can you can transfer your um, consciousness to somebody else. Wow, and that's canon. Um, there's a lot of people are like, I don't at this point. Although we accept a lot of shit in the Resident Evil canon, um, we're not accepting a, a, a fairground ride into the canon. Um, yeah, but there is a lot that. Sorry, gone. There's someone else I know who's taking some virus as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Somebody I know who went to Japan and went to the Capcom restaurant. That's true. Yeah, I went to the Capcom cafe, um, yeah. which, was, which was super fun. Uh, <laughs> and we ordered uh, mostly Resident Evil-themed things. Uh, you got and, uh, Ebony and Ivory as well from yes, Devil May Cry. from Devil May Cry. And it was very fun. Uh, and it was just when Resident Evil 7 was coming out. So they had like a 
VR headset setup. Um, <gasps> oh man, of all the games you want in VR, it is not Resident Evil Seven, <laughs> man. Do you know of all the games you want in VR after you've just eaten um, nice, <laughs> but like really rich, food. like it's really rich food to give it the consistency so you can shape it into you know William Birkin's eyeball arm or or some pancake with the Resident Evil 7 logo on it uh so yeah um I did not feel well the whole rest of the day (laughs) (laughs) so it's a really miserable day in Japan where I remember we went to Muji afterwards and I I just I just said to uh to my wife I was like I really don't feel very well and I just sat on the I sat on the seats in in Muji after we came out the Capcom cafe um, because, uh, yeah, because running away from the, uh, what's the dad's name? I can't remember. Running away from the dad yeah, in VR. But also because it was in the cafe, you're sort of on display. And as a quite <laughs> tall white man, <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe everyone was laughing at me as I was uh, <laughs> frantically oh, running away. <laughs> exactly. They were all literally laughing at me. And then I felt rough. Um, but yeah, special memories of Biohazard 7. <laughs> um, and the Capcom Cafe, and we also we also had we also had um, uh, T virus cocktails at the loading bar. Did we not? I don't think I've ever been to the. Oh wait a minute. Yeah. Is that? I don't think we've been at the loading bar. When it was in London, yeah, we went to loading bar. You and I. Yes, in a little <laughs> toy shop. What a bag of balloons. No, um, yeah, we went <laughs> together. Uh, and I, we drank cocktails and we played Mario Kart on the SNES. Hmm. And it, was it in Soho? Yes. Okay, then yes, yes, yes. No, I remember now. I don't, yeah, oh, I don't yeah, think it's, it had it a was little a... sort of, It had a sort of cafe, normal cafe, and then at the back it was the loading bar. And there was like people who were playing Magic and there was a SNES set up and stuff like that. Yes, and yeah, we were wondering. Okay. We were wondering about the economics of people who had clearly bought one drink and had been sitting there for five hours, uh, <laughs> playing all the way through Final Fantasy whatever four. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was tiny. Uh, I mean, it really was tiny. It was not. Um... No. Anyway, that we had. Uh, we definitely had a T virus or a G virus there as well. Definitely. There's, yeah. there's no reason we wouldn't. No. Yeah. So I've got multiple. Uh, a bit like Jill Valentine, who I do is my hero, and I model myself after. In that I am carrying at least the T and G virus um, <laughs> at any one given time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're suppressing um, it. <laughs> yes, I'm suppressed it because uh, um, that famous microbiologist Carlos um, managed to source one in a in a hospital that we were we were banged up in. Uh, and then of course you've got the remakes, um, and which you know just if. If the if uh, any shred of a sensible storyline <laughs> was left, just got almost completely pissed all over by uh, the events, the remakes, which really shake up uh, some of the stuff that happens um, in cats out areas. And famously, Nemesis becomes a dog, which is one of your favourite things. Yeah, and also without we, we kind of haven't touched on it, but the films are they canon in any fashion? <laughs> Uh, the three slash four. How many are there? I'm talking about the ones with Milia Jovovich and 
Yeah, no, absolutely not. But the CG <laughs> ones are, and there's yep. a new one coming to Netflix soon, which I'm excited yeah. about. I don't know why I'm excited about it. We have this discussion every time. We get excited about it. You watch it. There's two good scenes. The rest is um, either really boring uh, and just make Leon and Claire kiss. Uh, I think I've please, seen please. the first 15 minutes of Damnation, I think yeah. it is, and I was like... I'm. I can. I think I can go on with the rest of my life without seeing the rest of this film. <laughs> but you, 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 you persevered. I persevered. Yeah. I and there are some. There are some fantastic bits in some of them. Uh, so at one point, uh, there's like some tyrant who's throwing tanks at Leon, um, and it's great. Uh, but yeah, the. The other bits, <laughs> basically, tanks. the other bits, yeah, just throwing straight out, throwing tanks at Leon. Uh, the other bits are like boring cutscenes, boring walk and talk cutscenes. Um, yeah, so there's the uh, basically you can divide the films into the cool action scenes and the bits where Leon and Claire aren't kissing, uh, and that's pretty much the films for you. Hopefully, the new Netflix film, uh, we'll see them get together finally. Oh yeah, because they've got this uh, new Resident Evil reboot thing that they're trying to do. Yeah, but they always tell. I mean, I've I've not even. So they are canon, and it it, it kind of gets silly, right? So it's silly anyway in that in that we're following uh, what is essentially less than a dozen characters around, and they seem to <laughs> either the the most un- unluckiest people alive or. Uh, you know, just harbingers of of death and destruction. Yeah, uh, they're the, they're storm seekers. They're, they're yeah, like a perfect. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Where so the fuck are these zombies? Right, right. I'm gonna run in and not wear enough clothes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a scientist. Oh, it's gotten out. I don't oh. have any ammo, but it's all right. I'll find some lying around. <laughs> Good job. This universally planted medicinal herb. Uh, is everywhere. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, when you, I think when you when you throw the films into the mix as well, and look at look at Leon Kennedy's career. <laughs> First day on the job, uh, you know, Raccoon City was uh, destroyed, and he escaped. Uh, then he becomes the president's daughter's something. bodyguard. Yeah, bodyguard. She gets kidnapped and infected with viruses. Then he goes, I think he, in one of them he's just a drunk, or is Chris just a drunk? Uh, and then there's a big virus and a big, yeah, just everywhere they go. Um, I'd be worried about, you know, if you were... I wonder they don't have friends. Yeah, like, if you, you know, if you saw Leon down at Tesco's, you'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the intro to a Resident Evil game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sec- <laughs> seconds later, you know, there's somebody, a woman walking down the aisle, and someone will go up to her and go, "Oh, what's up with this woman? Stop! Excuse me!" And then yeah, we you know. <laughs> and then there's a hunter breaks through the nappies and starts chucking baby powder at Leon's face. Here <laughs> <laughs> you go, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Nine. Coming to cinemas uh, sometime, sometime soon. So on a podcast, it's canon now, Farley. Oh yeah, 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 it's yeah. canon. There we go. Yeah, an evil canon. Tesco. 
<laughs> Resident Evil. Uh, was it was it funny UK place? Resident Evil Dundee. That is a funny name for a UK place. Resident Resident Evil Skegness. Resident Evil Skegness. Resident Evil Bogner Regis. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. There we go. Saw it. So, yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. You know, with the you have like red coat zombies running around. <laughs> um. <laughs> You'll have uh, the townies. Yeah. Not knowing if they're zombies or not. Oh, look at me with my fucking oh, culture right. revolution. Yeah, jeez. Poverty porn. Jeez. Yeah. Ooh. No. Ooh, class war, man. Ooh, gentrification. Anyway, so that's it. I mean, it doesn't really. I mean, this series takes its name after from a file in the Resident Evil games. Um, oh, you fucking spoiler, boy. You know, everybody's going to be so. Ah, so interesting to find out what the where the name of our. <laughs> You're the one who's always going on about looking up the bell end or whatever it is you say. Um, looking up the bell end. <laughs> yeah, revealing the revealing the bell end. Uh, this <laughs> series is named after Resident Evil File. However, I think because there's so little care in the series, uh, it's just it resists all attempts. To create some kind of um, alternate, consistent fan theory, um, because there are there are too many options for what could and couldn't have happened, and the next game will probably just screw up uh, any canon theories that people believe. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't it? I know, I know. Well, that's what people got excited about the trailer already. Okay. Um, and there is, I think, as I was reading it, there's a, again, fantastic communities that pull this together. Um, there's a trailer for one of the games that is canon, but actually the game or that section never got released. Um, I lost myself a bit in the, in the, in the research, but yeah. Um, canon in teaser trailers. What a, what a world we live in. So, Richie, what? Theories and conspiracies that you're bringing us today. <laughs> well, do you know what I feel we do not talk about enough of on this show? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think we talk about um, a certain obscure game um, called World of Warcraft. Right. Where's it? Where's it? Where's it off? <laughs> it, it is. Uh, it's, it's on a very obscure system. Um, yeah. Called the PC. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> Uh, also Mac as well, um, <laughs> and it is it's, it's it's actually quite an old game. It's from two thousand and five, two thousand four. Yeah. Retro hashtag retro games. Hashtag retro retro. Oh god, it's, it's like Richie and retro retro at the same time. R- retro. Oh fucking retro. say the words Richie. Uh, yeah. So um, there's a bunch of lore and there's a bunch of creepy things and a bunch of easter eggs that exist within World of Warcraft the whole game is fucking massive um, but there's some really creepy things in there there's some really weird stuff in there and there's some cool stuff in there and I just want to pick from a few of those really cool ones just to make everybody aware of their existence. I mean, I'm sure you can find a million more because the game is fucking huge. It borrows so much from every single pop culture reference you can think of. 
Um, very famously, there is a socialite in TBC who is called Harris Pilton. And we've got absolutely no idea who she could be based on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's all that sort of stuff. And and like they make so many nods to uh, real world stuff that it makes it fun. And they do it in all Blizzard games. You know, like when you keep clicking on the the orcs or you keep on clicking on the peons or whatever. You know, you get all of these cultural references coming out as they they say funny things. You know. And uh, that's probably the best part of War, uh, Warcraft 3. No? Just repeatedly yeah. clicking on the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I downloaded them all and uh, I don't know if any still exist. For a short while there, there was a fantastic sub genre of video game music which liberally used all the StarCraft Warcraft uh, uh, unit noises. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. For, so for this segment, I just want to run through a few of my favourites, a few of the weirder ones that you may or may not have heard of, and definitely some of the creepier ones as well. So, starting off, we have... And this is actually quite uh, appropriate because in Naxxramas, the latest raid that has come out, um, there is an enemy called Thaddeus, and he's in one of the wings, and he's basically a great big giant Frankenstein monster. But all the way up until you actually fight him, and if you leave him to last, this will be the entire you know raid as well, uh, figuratively last. Um, but yeah. You, you will hear like screams and you'll hear like a woman shouting help me save me and as it turns out this frankenstein monster who's huge is actually made up of the women and children um who were slaughtered in warcraft 3 <laughs> so like all of the villagers um and yeah so basically this big Frankenstein monster man it's just made up of the flesh of the innocence that uh, went through there and it's pretty disgusting and um, yeah so if you kill him off yeah, uh, you end up not hearing those screams anymore and that's how people kind of click oh shit what was that and then this lore sort of came out that he was actually just constructed from all of that minginess which is pretty creepy you know so is it the same voice clips or what? The same voice clips, what do you mean? <clears throat> is it voice clips from Warcraft 3? Well, in, in Warcraft, in general, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you can still click on a, a peon and you'll yeah. get the whole, What? What are you doing? Sorry, but I should they... that voice. <laughs> <laughs> are those noises, are those, was they the clips that were, were playing from the body? Uh, no, no, no. That, that's just actually um, this is a, 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 an individual click, a, a unique clip of just like the scream, and it's quite piercing and it's echoing um, of just a woman just sort of saying, "Save me, help me." Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can dig out the sound file and I'll I'll chuck it on. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, 
and uh, yeah so that's that's just one weird kind of little bit of lore in there I mean it is quite grisly because like he's part of what's called the the construct quarter which is all do you remember the abominations in in, in Warcraft 3 there were like these big fat naked things yes I do with yeah. like three arms and stuff like that yeah. so yeah the construct quarter, quarter is basically sort of Frankenstein-esque undead monsters that have been brought back to brought back to life in these big um and then the halls and they're all boss characters like there's like a Frankenstein dog there's a a big abomination called Patchwork <laughs> and um yeah there's another one called Globulus who's really freaky as well he's basically got he remember the Cenobites in uh, Hellraiser yeah, I do. Yeah, he reminds me of one of them, um, Grobulus, and he's got this sort of vacuum cleaner sucked to his face, so you can't see his face. He can't see anything, and he has these big injectors as well. So he's got like this thing attached to his face, and he's like infecting people as well with this, with this big injecting needle and things like that. So, oh yeah, it looks like a cross between a big daddy and Bane from Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like Bane, if everything was like, you know, just like there was a funnel on his face as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, in general, that's quite a creepy place. And I mean, yeah, you've got the other quarters, which are like military, where it's all the Death Knights. And um, you get the the Plague Quarter, uh, which is just, you know, a bunch of like sort of mouldy people <laughs> and then there's a the spider quarter because spiders are creepy people don't like spiders uh, and that's it really um, but yeah yeah I always thought that Thaddeus was quite a, a weird one um, and it's quite cool that whenever you kill him you no longer get that sound clip playing uh, in the entire uh, raid and it's because basically you've put to rest the souls of all the women and children, at, or at least until the next raid reset, so that you can go back and kill them again. <laughs> <laughs> You've temporarily put them to rest until uh, they respawn. Uh, until 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning, where everything <laughs> resets. <laughs> but yeah. Um,. On the note of other sort of creepy uh, things, there's a really cool thing. This actually isn't uh, in TBC, uh, sorry, in Classic. I think this came in um, in Cataclysm, which is one of the later expansions. There is <laughs> there are six children who walk around, and at seven in the morning, they make the shape of a pentagram, and then they walk around the sort of area, never removing themselves. Uh, there's six children, so there's there's the five points of the star and then there's one in the middle. And they never break formation. They just walk around in this pentagram. And then at 7.45, 45 minutes later, they go back to the room. And when you go back to the room, it's the only place in the entire area, which is like Elwyn Forest, so it's all nice and chirpy and all that sort of stuff. It's the only place in that area which gets this different music and it gets all creepy and eerie and you get whispers and you get screams, you get like 
again back to Warcraft 3 you get the noise of the banshees <sighs> um, and you hear all these different things you get Cthune talking at you as well all this sort of stuff and I think I mean there's never been an explanation for that <laughs> it's just something that somebody put in that game <laughs> just you know oh uh, yeah there's these six kids and they, they walk around and then they go back to the room and everything goes all creepy <laughs> okay um, so yeah. what happens with these six, are they independently walking around or are they and then they meet they, up as no 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 they all walk around in the formation of a pentagram constantly okay. and when so when do they appear uh, they appear at 7 in the morning and then they disappear at 7.45. I don't think they disappear. They break formation at 7.45. Um, so they're kind of... I think there's... Um, it's 3 and 3 and they're just sort of facing each other. And then you get these sound samples playing in the end. Weird. Yeah. Again, this... no explanation whatsoever. Why that No, time? there's no... There's nothing that it wasn't like... The, the mothers and children of the innocents or anything like that is just straight up this is a weird <laughs> creepy thing what are they, what are they called? is oh, there a name? God. there must be a fan name for them uh, no 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 um, they're they're actually just um, they've got like proper names like Terry and John and I don't know why I chose those as proper names um, I, like do you want a link to it or something like that? Uh, you no, just I look just, up pentagram kids. Yeah, I just look at yeah. Their names are Dana, Aaron, Cameron. <gasps> Maybe it's Doctor Cameron. Oh, <laughs> from uh, Audi Executor, who's transferred her consciousness into a human child. John, Jose, and Lisa, or oh, Josie. John, right? At least. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and and they just wander about, and then you get like. Uh, whispers and all this sort of stuff really and again just zero explanation like just straight up people find this nobody's ever responded to say why it is or what it is <laughs> or even like is, is it like um, are they making a little joke and it's like the creator's names or something like that no 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 just that is a thing that they have put in the game for shits and giggles <laughs> yeah apparently it's Blizzard's Dungeon Department employees. Really? Yeah. Aaron oh, okay. Keller, Dana Jan, John Stats, Jose Aolo Jr. and Cameron Lamprey. Along with Lisa, who was then the receptionist. They were added oh, by the oh. exterior level employees with which the Dungeon Department entertained a friendly rivalry. Uh, and this is notably why they made Dana, Dana's NPC a girl because his first name sounded feminine and why they added spooky sounds and evil references. There we go. All right, okay, well, that, that's the explanation. I'm glad your <laughs> 30 second of fucking research was more than mine. <laughs> well, I've hit the dark web of this website called Wowpedia. Um, I don't know if you... Are you fucking kidding me? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. And apparently they, don't, they were never meant to walk in a pentagram although i think this might be some backpedaling it's just that's, yeah. the, that's the function of the children being centered on uh Cameron. well i don't know i'll take that with a pinch of salt i don't know what my pdf salts sources are salts <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um 
Another uh-huh. c- cool thing, and this is just a cool thing that I really like. Um, and this is a character in Eastern Plaguelands who exists right at the top of the map. That's the best part of Plaguelands, by the way. It is, it is, it is. Good um, real estate. And there's a, there's a road which just seems to lead into a sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A rockfall cave. And you can't get past it, you can't do anything. Um, and his name is <laughs> Adon. A-D-O-N. <laughs> and he just stands there, doesn't do much, there's no quest for him, no anything like that. Um, but what he signifies is that there will be the expansion which is the burning crusade and basically what happens is right after uh, the burning crusade opens up that is where all the blood elves actually are their starting town is right behind the eastern plague lands and is where Adon is and I think Adon gets turned into an NPC like on a horse who's actually a blood elf and is going up and down so I, I always thought that was quite cool that they just put this NPC in the middle of a place called Adon which was eventually going to be we'll do something with the expansion here <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah I love those um, uh, particularly in games that weren't as successful as perhaps their creators had hoped uh, and so there's these little little teaser areas of you know here's where the expansion area will be and then for one reason or another it never it never happens uh, so you just end up with you know mysterious out of place entrances or openings or different pieces of architecture that uh, that gamers go absolutely nuts for to try and work out um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh nice. yeah we were going to do a thing with this but nah it never happened yeah, we, we, yeah. We, had to, we had to shut the game down, so um, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to other creepy things. And yeah. there... Oh, man. The, there's occasionally you'll sort of come across tents, like, for camps of, like, uh, gnolls or ogres or whatever in the game. And you'll find these tents that are sort of like this weird sort of patchwork... Um, sort of tarps um, but if you look closely there actually is a face like straight up in that patchwork and then you just sort of start to click things together that this tarp is actually just made from someone's skin and <laughs> it's really 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 minging so they've made this sort of tent tarp and then there is like all these different patches of different coloured skin on there and then one of them is just a face with like holes for eyes and a mouth and you're like oh oh that's grim and grisly yeah somebody thought about that there is an art designer out there who thought you know what this will be really creepy or this will be really (laughs) disgusting or this is similar to what I've made in my mum's basement I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's fair, it's fair enough. It must be how the Torrens feel with people walking around in, in skins and leather all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, don't. You, you can't even go there. Like, I don't understand how they exist in this world, how you can have cows walking about and then straight up still have Torrens, you know? 
I, I suppose that is not the 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 main issue, but like <laughs> I don't know. It always it reminds me of like Pokemon as well. It's like when somebody has a burger in Pokemon, are they just straight up eating the Tauros? Yeah, you know. Yeah, famously it's weird. Famously, there were early on. I think in the series there are references to real animals, and we should have talked about this last week actually. There are references to real animals um, and in the Pokedex, but also in some of the games, in the intros, there are just straight-up animals walking around as well. Um, and so there are some theories about how they all went extinct and people had to create Pokemon to fill ecological niches. Uh, but then there are some plant Pokemon, but then not all the plants are plant Pokemon. No, um, I know. Like, the yeah. People walk on grass. They're yeah. not walking on fucking oddishes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the evolutionary, uh, you know, the phylogenies and, and genetics of uh, the Pokemon universe would be quite interesting to have a look at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Same as, uh, yeah, same as, same as World of Warcraft. Like, are the cows and the Torans, are they related at all? Or is it just convergent evolution or... Uh, well, I mean, because they actually explain evolution um, or evolutions uh, within... Um, the, the world of warcraft universe like trolls are like one of the most oldest races one of the most oldest races i think my most just bad there mostest oldest race yeah. <laughs> mostest oldest race um uh, on azeroth and um so from there there was a divergent evolution for the elves which you know they went off in one direction and became um high elves and then you had the the um the blood elves which are kind of high high elves and then you have the night elves which also came from trolls as well which is why they all have big long ears um and then uh, the high um high elves they became nagas as well so they're the weird fishy looking people so there is like a, a lineage going on there yeah um which is quite cool there's also like ah, oh, there's a weird, there's a really cool, um, geographical dispersion of the races as well, which is, I, this is just something I only found out recently as well. This this could actually be added to my list, um, like, you know, in um in Azeroth, there's two big lands, there is like the Eastern Kingdoms and there's Kalimdor, uh, but they used to be united before in a sort of like a Pangea scenario yeah and that's why there are like quests that actually link together like from the southernmost parts of both continents and that's why there's like troll architecture that actually you can see where the trolls troll empires actually just all existed from and to and that's why you can find some artifacts in one a continent and somebody in the other continent. There is definitely a book. You know, somebody thought about this. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the biogeography and continental drift of uh, uh, yeah. the, the, the continents of Azeroth. Although um, I have a feeling that um, <clears throat> the reason there are two continents now is probably because somebody got angry and split them in two. And the, the, that'll be a boss character you fight at some point. Oh, really? Because yeah. what's in the middle? There's a thing in the middle, isn't there? There's like a big the maelstrom. Steel. Yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's it's naga people doing their things, and possibly an old god. There tends to be old gods in oceans. 
you know, like Cthulhu. Yeah. 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 Um, right, what else did I have? There is... Oh, this is actually quite topical, because TBC on Horizon and stuff like that. There's actually... Um, <laughs> there's a troll woman in Nagrand who just kicking about there and she seems to run a daycare so there's kids sort of running about um and the sort of like kids like being sort of looked after and all that sort of stuff but it gets a little bit sinister because if you look behind the hut there are cages which have smallish corpses or smallish bone piles in them and she has a cauldron right beside her hut as well uh, and trolls are kind of known potentially for the cannibalism thing. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, really? Is that what's going on here? And then you just got these like little kid characters running about, and you're like, oh, they're all going to die and get eaten. Yeah. So somebody thought about that one. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. Totally gross. And. I suppose quite famously as well, we've got Karazan, uh, which is the first raid of TBC. Um, it is it's a really cool raid, which is a, a sort of weird mix of like ghosts and uh, creepiness, and then there's a, like a big um, sort of demon warlord at the top. Um, but it, you know, this castle is full of sort of like Hogwartian style references and chess pieces that move by themselves and things like that um so it's quite cool but there was a mirror version of karazan as well so it was supposed to have like two wings i suppose where you would go up the tower and then there's this sort of underneath cellar which was supposed to be exactly the sort of same layout except you know um, upside down and people can glitch into the upside down of Karazan the upside down <laughs> yeah is that what is that what the the stranger things thing was called the upside yeah. down oh, yeah okay um, yeah so you could uh, glitch into the um, the upside down of Karazan and uh, in there people hadn't clearly you know there had been some work done because you go in there and it's just there's water and there is big piles of bones and there's also um for some reason like um people hanging but upside down underwater so they're kind of like hung by the neck but floating upside down in there and it's like again somebody thought i'm just gonna shove these in here for the time <laughs> being <laughs> Why would you do that? You know, <laughs> that is. Uh, but yeah, again, it's um, like Karazan. I mean, you can look into this one because, like, obviously there was a plan to do more with that raid. Um, it was actually supposed to make it into um, classic uh, or vanilla version of World of Warcraft, but then they started thinking, right, we're going to do the expansion instead. So. I'm guessing part of it got abandoned, part of it just wasn't going to be, you know, or it was just going to be too big. I, I, I don't know. 
but yeah it's quite cool that, like it is there and somebody decided to fill it with corpses hanging upside down underwater <laughs> which is weird um yeah and uh i mean I, i'm sort of going to bring this to a, a little bit of an end um because there's there's other really cool things that i just want to just quickly touch on uh, there's a zone called Tenaris, uh, which is right down the bottom, and it's all dusty, um, and it's that sort of desert um, environment. Um, but you can go out and you can wander in that environment, and you can see footprints that have been left by other people. Yeah, and you can follow those footprints, and and sometimes like, you know, you can't spend your whole time just grinding mats for potions or whatever. Uh, I, I just followed these uh, footpaths and they lead to like a pile of you know meat or some bones or <laughs> it's just basically people who have wandered in that desert and then just come to an early demise and then there's no more footprints <laughs> from there and you're like oh god I just followed like somebody's corpse trail basically <laughs> uh, but yeah like there's never like an enemy there or something like that is just like oh okay great <laughs> lovely um and yeah I, I i don't think there's much more there's tons more to to find online there's not much more i'm going to talk about but yeah like in world of warcraft just so many references and stuff like that but yeah sometimes it gets a little bit creepy and you kind of have to look a little bit further than you know just the quest text and you see like right okay what are they implying here you know with this troll woman looking after the kids and <laughs> you know <laughs> like chunks of meat you know and a big cauldron and you're like oh, okay right okay she's eating the kids lovely or like just finding out stuff like about thaddeus just being made up of the souls like as you fight him you see that he is like all stitched together but then you realize he's been stitched together you know from many different you know innocents ah richie i i I, like when you make those air quotes um in midair and or indeed on a podcast nobody can see them (laughs) you know (laughs) innocents anyway and yeah um that's really just all I wanted to ramble on about World of Warcraft. Do you know any of these other kind of weird tidbits or anything like that? Um, there was... Isn't there a Statue of Liberty somewhere? A Statue of Liberty? There's yeah. quite a few statues. There's, there's a goblin statue um, in uh, Booty Bay. I always sort of... I don't know. I pause whenever I say the name of that place, Booty Bay. It just feels like it feels like it's a, a, a website, you know, and a special yeah. website, you yeah. know, like e- eBay for booty. Yes, exactly. Uh, the Pirate Bay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Go on. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing I likes and big starcraft fan is all the starcraft crossovers uh that you find in wow yeah such as uh such as is there like there's a couple of pets 
Yeah, so, yeah, you can get, um... Uh, the sort of if you buy like the Starcraft battle chest or something like that and pets really came in quite later on in the game you can get like a little zergling pet or you can get a hydralisk pet and things like that as well which is quite cool those kind of crossovers exist but I would doubt fit into the canon of the universe like you can also get like a, min- <laughs> a mini Diablo and stuff as well <laughs> yeah yeah cool. yeah um, and then the other thing that I remember seeing uh is there's a picture of Sarah Kerrigan in um, uh, what are the goblin flying things called? Zeppelins. No, they're shredders, are they? Shredders? Goblin shredders, really? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, there's um, there's a little picture of the Sarah Kerrigan art. Yeah, that, that that's quite cool that they put that in there. Yeah. Um, so I really like those. Whether or not they're canon or not, I don't know. Ugh, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Let, let's let it be. Right, yo. <laughs> so, Farley. Yes. I heard that guy's a maniac. Why? Why did he bite me? 